0: Flip to Freedom, episode number 12. Hello again, this is Sean Terry from the Flip to Freedom podcast, and I am excited to have you here today. This is episode number 12, and I am here to help you escape the nine to five and live the lifestyle of your dreams by learning how you can make an absolute fortune flipping properties in your spare time, even if you're brand new and you're just getting started today. Now, in this episode, we're going to talk about motivation. And I got a couple of cool stories for you, so stay tuned for that. Now, if you'd like to receive my comprehensive blueprint on how to quit your job in 19 weeks or less, please visit flip2freedom.com. That's flip the number two freedom.com, and you can download that for free. Alright, motivation. Now I know um there's a lot of talk, you know, you know uh, success gurus talking about motivation, but I, I just happened to hear this, uh, this incredible story. It was actually from um, one of my mentors, uh, an incredible gentleman, extremely successful, uh, and he was telling this story about four frogs. Now, these four frogs one day were in the woods, and they're hopping along, they're having a blast, they're talking, they're, you know, catching flies, they start jumping, next thing you know, they come to a road. And in this road, the road's you know, pretty long, but it rained a couple days prior, and a truck must have went by because there were huge tire tracks, divot tire tracks inside the road. So they get to the road, and they're like, what should we do? Well, you know, they look all the way down to the right, and the road goes on for miles. I look all the way down to the left. The road goes on for miles. So their only option was to jump over these big trenches that this tire that the uh, truck made and see if they could get to the other side. So first, jo- uh, first frog jumps over, barely makes it, makes it to the other side and hops on. And they uh, like, come on, guys, come on, I made it, let's go. Second frog jumps over, barely makes it on the edge. And gets to the other side, and he's high-fiving his, his, uh, his friend there. He made it. He's excited. Third frog comes along, gets to the edge, springs off, flies through the air, lands on the other side. No problem, no sweat, high-fiving. He's over. Now Freddy, the third, fourth frog, gets to the edge. He's a little intimidated. He's a little scared. Doubts himself, and he jumps and he doesn't make it. He hits the lip, falls into the bottom of the, the ditch that the tire track made, and he's stuck there. And his friends are like, come on, Freddy, you can make it, Freddy, you can do it. Come on, Freddy, let's go. But what happens is Freddy, he jumps, and he keeps on hitting the lip, and he falls back inside. He jumps again, he keeps on hitting it, falls back inside the ditch. He can't make it out. He's getting tired. He's saying, what if it doesn't work? What if I can't get out? What's going to happen? Am I stuck here? Is this what my life was supposed to be? Am I stuck in the rut? Freddy jumps again. He doesn't make it. Jumps again. He doesn't make it. Now, have you ever felt like that before? You want to accomplish something. You try over and over and over and over again. It just doesn't happen. Well, now now you know what Freddy feels like. So the other frogs, they take off. they got to go. They can't help them. They can't reach down. They can't put them a rope. Give them a rope. They're frogs. So Freddy's stuck there. So they're headed on their way. They're down to the pond, and they're about to get in. They're hanging out. And not more than 30 minutes later, here comes Freddy. Freddy's jumping along. He has a big smile on his face. He made it. And all the frog pals are high-fiving. You the man. You made it. What happened? What happened? How'd you get out? What'd you do? What'd you do different? And Freddie said, I had to get out because there was a truck coming. See, Freddie had a have to. He had to get out of there, or he would have been green mush. And we don't want that for Freddie. So my question to you is this what is your have to? What is your have to? Are you stuck in the rut? Can't get out, bash in your head, just what, what am I just try it over and over and over again? If you have to do it, that's motivation. Now when I first got started um to looking, when I started looking for motivated sellers, this was uh, you know, I bought my first place in 1992, and that was my you know first experience in real estate. I got out of real estate, and I uh, started working with a sales and marketing company. And I you know traveled around the world, and this is where I met this mentor that uh, told me the story. And um, and then you know I, I moved on from that, and uh, I got back into the real estate business. Um, and I remember I, I, I first. Uh, was introduced to uh, finding motivated sellers, and I was taught from uh, this mentor out of Texas who told me that um, to find motivated sellers, I have to knock on doors of people in pre-foreclosure. Now, I remember I got my list, and I'm sitting in my car... And I went out to go knock on pre-foreclosure's door. Now, pre-foreclosure is their house is about to go in foreclosure. And in Arizona here, they have basically, it's a deed-of-trust state. So they have a 90-day window. And it becomes a public notice. So I got the list of everyone um, that was a public notice that uh, that their house was going to go to sale. And my objective was to go knock on their door and ask them if they want to sell their house. Now, I've never done this before. Um, I, I had no experience you know, whatsoever, but it was hot outside. I remember that. It was in May of uh, early, early 2000, I think like 2002, 2003. Actually, it was 2003. And I was knocking on the, going out to knock on doors. I had my list with me. I had it all mapped out in Yahoo Maps. I printed everything off so I could go from house to house to house to house. And I got to my first house. And I actually circled that house like two or three times, passed by, kinda of drove slowly to see who's there. And I remember it was this beat up old house. I remember the front door, even though it was blazing hot out. Um, front door was open, and there was these huge massive trucks in the front yard with these big monster wheels tires on there, big knobby tires on there. And I I'm am i am intimidated, you know, I'm driving by and he's got these big old trucks. It was like great. So I finally parked around the corner, down the street, and I grabbed my list, and uh, I, I didn't know really what I was going to say, I just, just said, hey, I wanted to see if I could help you out before the house goes to sale. That's what, that's what I wanted to say. So I slowly walk up to the house, kind of looking around the neighborhood, you know, like I'm checking out stuff, and I get up to the house, and I uh, knock on the door, a little, little uh, the screen door, The other, the, uh, the main door was open. And this guy, huge, must have been six foot whatever, I don't know, four, eight, whatever. Huge guy, bald, and like one of those wife-beater t-shirts on that hadn't been changed in who knows how long, but I remember being all sweaty and nasty. And I remember standing there, and my mind went blank. And I can tell you, I wanted to say, hey. Hey wanted to see if I could help you out before your house goes to sale on so and so date it just didn't come out that way I think my tongue swelled like the size of a lemon, I mean it was huge and I remember I got up he opened the door and he goes what do you want I was like ah. and I couldn't even spit it out I mean, I, I mean what an idiot I couldn't even spit it out I think I grabbed, I had my stuff and I was like sorry, and I ran back down the street to my car. And I remember sitting in my car and I was like, there's no way in heck can I do this. There's absolutely no way that I can do this at all. But you know what? I had to. I remember I had Think and Grow Rich playing in the car at the time, and he says find a way. find Motivation, find a way. And guess what? I went to the next house and I knocked on the door. Went to the next house and guess what? I, I wasn't great. I screwed up. I'm, I, I'm, I'm for sure I said the wrong thing. I probably looked stupid in front of everybody else. And this is the thing, you know. I remember I sat with my uh, my father in law Wes, and he and he is a, a great gentleman and uh, very inspiring. But I remember I sat down with him on the back patio and I explained the concept of of getting a property under contract for one price and then before you close on that property, lining up a buyer for a higher price and doing a simultaneous close or a double escrow or assigning the contract for a higher price. He said there's absolutely no way this could happen. He said, don't waste your time. It can't happen. I've never heard of it. It's not going to happen at all. I remember also talking, he referred me to a realtor friend and so I could try to get comparable sales. I explained the same thing. I'm going to find properties that below market. I'm going to tie it up on a contract. I'm going to, for one price, I'm going to find a buyer for another price, and I'm going to sign them the contract or double escrow it, and I'm going to make a profit. He said, good luck. He goes, I've been in real estate for 20 years. You will never be able to find properties like that. At all. No, wait. Don't even try. You never get deals like that. So... Family was telling me it couldn't happen. Friends were telling me it couldn't happen. People have more experience in real estate than I did. And guess what? I didn't listen to them. You're going to have your friends, your relatives, your co-workers, your uncles, your brothers, whatever. And then, not only that, is you have 14 to 15,000 hours of school from first grade all the way to 12th grade. All those hours of spending time in the classroom educating us to be an employee. Not to be an entrepreneur, not to take advantage of opportunities, but to be employees. And then we have all that going against us, but now we want to go out and do something different, do something upstream. Everybody's going downstream. Everyone's getting a job. Everyone's going to school. They're going to college if they can afford it. They're getting a job. Everyone's going downstream. All the fish are going downstream, 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 downstream. Everyone's going downstream. The and then get a job. And then they'll work or think they're going to work for 40 years and then retire with a plaque and a gold watch, with a golden parachute. Well, I don't know about you, but employment, people employed right now, they have one of the highest dissatisfaction rates. Of, our in time, of any time in history right now. That's why I put this together, this program on how to quit your job in 19 weeks or less. And also, the average person changes jobs every 3.5 years. So, how are you going to work your way up a corporate ladder if you're changing jobs every 3.5 years? And then eventually get to the end. It doesn't happen anymore. So, you take the motivation, the have to, to get out of the rat race. And guess what? You're going to have to go upstream. Go against the grain. Go everybody against everybody else. And they're not going to understand. They're not going to get it. But the bottom line is you're going to take this opportunity of finding properties. At a time right now, people are going to say it's the worst world state depression in history. Good! I hope it stays like this for a while. You know why? Because you can get properties of a steal right now. You can tie them up and sell them to buy and hold investors or cash investors that will fix and flip them to make a profit. And there is more money being made now than any time in history. Now is not the time to wait. It's time to get on it. So my question to you is this. What is your have to? What car is coming down the track right now and you're sitting in your gutter and if you don't get out, it's going to be green mush. What's your have to? I want to leave you with that. Until next time, take care and God bless.